The final strategy in our series revolves around growing with a team, which is by far my favorite topic to teach. So this is this is a really big conversation we will have on this podcast, and it, it's one of the most important that I want to have with you. You cannot and will not scale your business and have the light that you want to have without a team. And at the same time, it is one of the biggest hurdles that entrepreneurs face. And I have spent the past few years trying to figure out why, including my personal struggles, many, many, many struggles with team leadership. Why are not entrepreneurs getting the help that they need? There's a few reasons for it. The reason number one, that they don't want to spend the money or they don't have the money, okay? They're trying to make the money first before spending on their team to get the support the for the clients that they already have or they have gotten themselves, all right? And, and there is a fallacy in this. It doesn't work like that. The one thing that I have learned from one of my mentors, Kelly Roach, was this. The team is how you grow your sales. You invest into your team members first and you make sure that they will bring in at least four to five X of what they cost you, which he calls the Forex method. We're sort of like adjusted and made it 5X because uh, because 4X is not going to be enough to get you the profitability. This idea alone, you know, was completely re revolutionary. And uh, for those of you guys who haven't read her book, it's called Bigger Than You. It's it's kind of a, it's it's one of the few books that are in the market on the topic. I took the method, I applied it, and then I created a training system for my team based on that to elevate their skills to drive profitability. That way, investing into a team member is a no-brainer, and it was the only way to scale our business. And just to tell you what that has done for my business, after I designed this training system, the first team member who went through it, she generated 250000 within the first six weeks. Then we have other team members go through it. One generated 150, one generated 30. Now we have more people going through it. The point is, up until I, I up until we did have this in place, I could not get my team member to be profitable. Even though they tried and they wanted to contribute, it wasn't working because we didn't have the training system in place. So that's the first problem. The entrepreneurs don't have the money or don't want to invest money, but they don't understand that it's an investment and not a cost. Okay. The second reason is they don't have the skills. They don't have the skills to lead the team and make them profitable because they're not taught all that much in the coaching and consulting industry or anywhere else, really. I wanna say the best book that I've ever done on a topic was E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. And I used that book in my it, when I was running the restaurant and applying what I learned there allowed me to go from about 18 hour work days down to one to two hours in the restaurant daily because I was able to delegate everything else, okay? But the, you know, it's not ideal, it's not perfect training for the coaching industry, okay? 
There are skill set you will need to evolve to become a good people manager and leader, and also strategic skill sets to be able to design metrics for your team and drive results through accountability. Okay? I'll talk a little bit more about this in a minute. Um, the third reason that entrepreneurs don't succeed in team leadership is that they have been burnt before. I can so relate to this. I own two restaurants and twice we had a group of employees walk out the same day on the job in a huff. And I faced extraordinarily difficult times emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically dealing with the impact of that. It was absolutely horrendous. The amount of guilt and shame I had to deal with, the fear of losing my business, the financial impact, the impact of the trust with the customers, it was endless. It was the most difficult thing that I had to go through by far in my career, right? But, you know, and the impact was in the current business. I was very much resisting bringing on uh, bringing on staff. I absolutely was against bringing on full-time employees because I did not want to go through the heartbreaks of hiring the wrong people, having to let them go, or people quitting, which, as you know, can if you have been going through this, it can be very traumatic. However, it's not a valid reason not to grow your business. I don't care how many times you've been burned in the past, you still have a bigger purpose to live if you're listening to this and you know this right? You cannot hold yourself back because you're afraid of tr putting trust in the hands of the employees. Rather, you will have to really master hiring, training, holding accountable. And you will have to do it again and go full out. And this time, you know, you, you may want to do it with some coaching and training, you know, shameless plug. We do that. With, with people in, uh, in our programs, right? So they don't have to go down the same path, right? The fourth reason people don't succeed is with, with um, making their team profitable is that they don't think they're good enough to attract the right team members, right? It's, it's like um, they think, like, who am I to attract the rock stars? And it's, there's a running list of reasons in their mind by why they can only attract the B players, right? Like, oh, I can't afford to pay enough. I'm not a great leader. My business isn't established enough. I'm not organized enough and so on and so forth, right? Curious what your reason is here. Number five, they don't understand the difference between abdication and delegation. This is what the entrepreneurial myth the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber talks about quite a bit, right? We are all told that we have to delegate, but in reality, most people don't know how at all. They hire somebody, they do a couple of hours of training, they give them some materials, some checklists, and they expect the person to figure it out. And what ends up happening most of the time is that the person is very slow because they're not being paced properly, they're making mis mistakes, they're asking irrelevant questions that they, you know, they're getting time sucked into things that are irrelevant. The entrepreneur gets very frustrated about the outcomes and their relationship typically doesn't work out because they didn't delegate properly, okay? So let's talk about this. Delegation is a three-step process, okay? 
I'll talk about this in a little bit again, right? But it's a three-step process, and it has to do with the right training, right hiring, and so on and so forth. Or maybe I'll record a next, next podcast on this. The, and the next thing is the next reason why entrepreneurs don't succeed is they're so scared what happens if they hold people accountable. They're so, so, so scared. Most entrepreneurs are more concerned with them, their stuff liking them than empowering them and helping them contribute to the bottom line because it's uncomfortable. When people are failing, it's uncomfortable to hold them accountable, right? These sometimes go as far as setting metrics in place and tell their new hires they're accountable for generate X number of leads and X number of sales. But when that person is not delivering the result, they, they, they just get uncomfortable. They stop talking about it, right? Hopefully you guys can still hear me. I'm sitting outside in the tropical rain recording this. Um, you know, and I will tell you that I have been there. I have feared people quitting or not wanting to, you know, I'm just going to go inside you guys to finish recording this. Uncomfortable, right? Because we really don't want to make people uncomfortable. So I 1000% get it. But the problem is, if you don't grow into 100% comfort with accountability, or at least the ability to do it anyway, despite your discomfort, you're not going to be getting the ROI on your team that you need in order to grow your company. So I need to die. I'm going to dive into the three-step delegation process that I train my clients on. Number one, actually, actually, let's pause this here. I'm going to do that on our next chapter. So you can kind of reflect on this. In the next podcast, I'm going to talk about the delegation process.